Hey guys! Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Too Young to Know. We're here again and somehow you're still coming back to listen to us. <laughs> so this episode we wanted to talk about travel because me and Maya have a lot to say on this topic. But first we wanted to ease you into this episode with a little bit of a life update. What we got up to today, Maya, kick it off. So I woke up at 7.30 because I forgot to disable my school alarm. Thanks, no. brain. Yeah, that sucked. However, I managed to fall back asleep for three hours. So that's a oh, double year. Three in my hours. Oh, yeah. And then I woke up at 10 or 11 or something and went into cleaning mode. Like my room <laughs> is spick and spam right now. A few Love days it. ago, it was looking like a depression tip and now it's looking beautiful. Love it, love it, love it. So I then, just cleaning. No, that was just like, that was like for an hour. Okay. My room's nice now. And then I think I went for a walk. I was, I did this really awkward thing where basically my Spotify is so dry. Like right now, there is nothing interesting like being recommended or on my playlists. So I did something quite bad. I literally oh, walked around listening to TikTok audios I had bookmarked. <gasps> oh my God, what is wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with it. Spotify makes like Discovery Weekly playlists where there's loads of songs. I like listening to, it's it's hard to explain. I'm not going to go into too much detail about why my music taste is bad, but it's pretty bad. (laughs) We know it's, I know it is terrible. No, stop, stop, Freya. We do not talk about Spotify blends. That's happened in the past. We're not bringing it up again. Okay, okay, okay. God, what did I do after that? It's all a bit of a haze. (laughs) Anyway, after that, had a little bit of a call with some friends. I also, had a lesson with my tutor for a little bit. And then I went out to collect food from a takeaway and I had it with my fam. And then I messaged Freya and be like, bitch, let's record the podcast. We waited too long. <laughs> and here we are. So Freya, tell me about your day. Your day actually sounds so chill. I love the vibes. Thank you so much, Bessie. No, it's so nice. Okay, so today... I remembered to disable my school alarm and I did not wake up at 6.30. I was, I woke up and I could see light coming through. I was like, oh, I bet it's still so early. I bet it's eight o'clock. It is like quarter to 10. And I was like, ooh, okay. I get up, I shower, I I pick up in my room. I chuck some clothes on and I go downstairs and I paint my nails. Then. Why do I feel like this is a start to a really bad pot pad? I put my hair in a messy bun and stumbled down the stairs. No, I just sit outside and I'm doing my nails. And I actually had a really nice interaction with the postman because he was like trying to put the post oh, in the no. box. No, he was trying to put the post in the box and I had my headphones on and I didn't realise. I look up and I see him and he's like trying to stuff this post in and I'm just like, and he smiles at me and so I smile back and then I just carry on painting my nails. And then he shouts, I've got some posts for you. I was like, oh. And then he's walking towards me. He's walking towards me. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, and he was like, sorry, I wouldn't fit in your post box. I was like, oh, no worries. Thanks. He's like, thank you. Have a nice weekend. I was like, you too, doll. So, yeah, it, I just think back to when he was smiling at me awkwardly because he couldn't actually put it in the post box. Oh. Okay, moving on, moving on. Moving on. I put, so I did five coats on my nails because it just was not looking right. And obviously they just peel off. So the whole thing was pointless anyway. Even though I leave 20 minutes between each coat. The whole thing just peels off and it was so annoying. But then my mum gets back from work and we decide to do some woodwork and some trimming in the garden. So we get the power tools out. We got the reciprocating saw. We got the hedge trimmer and we're sawing away at this pallet to make a little bench for the garden. And then we cut the hedge, but then the fucking hedge trimmer stops working. So yeah, it was actually quite a chill day. And then we walked the dog and then we went back inside and watched the new Adam Sandler film on Netflix. Hustle, I think it is called. Oh, it's about, yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah, like the basketball players. My brother really likes basketball, so we thought it would be a fun thing to watch together. It was actually so good. It's like Rocky, but basketball and more modern. So, yeah. And now sounds I'm here. Pretty, yeah. So chill. This Not is... as chill as your day, though. Your day sounds way better than mine. I literally <laughs> broke out in, in a sweat <laughs> cleaning. I hate it. I hate sweating. It is the worst Oh, thing. I hate it too. I hate it too. I think that's just because we get triggered by... Sweat, like I just get triggered if I get sweaty just doing it feels kind of... weird. I have to, I literally have to shower after I sweat a lot, otherwise, I feel bad for the rest of the day. Yeah, it just sucks. It makes me feel gross. Okay, anyway, enough about our little life update. Time to get onto the actual topic of today. So, we wanted to talk about travel because 
Maya and I have obviously a lot to say. I've quite a lot of experience with travel. We have different experiences though. I've traveled around quite a lot, but you have like more kind of like a different culture within. Yeah. Although you, you say that you've traveled around a lot, but so have I, but that's just because I go on a lot of holidays and not because yeah. I was relocating a lot. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to talk about your experiences? Mike, that's a that's a big question. But well, as if you've been listening to the podcast a while, you probably realize that I'm pretty middle class. And obviously, I'm going to admit that here. I'm not going to say that I'm not. As I, as a child, I was put in a really privileged um, position in order to travel so much. And my first ever holiday was when I was like two or three years old. I think we went to San Francisco as a family to yeah. see our family and like the valley and whatnot. It was really. It was nice. I only have the photo, so I don't really remember it anymore, which is fair enough considering it was a really long time ago. Yeah. But actually at that point, our family was partially reconsidering moving to San Francisco just because of the tech boom here, how my dad's a software engineer and stuff. And there's loads of opportunities out there for yeah. that sort of thing. And then as I grew up, we basically had a family holiday every single year, which again, really nice. privileged to have nice. that to have that like ability at the beginning it was a lot of european destinations so like spanish islands portugal very nice but and very nice very nice ve ve very nice very nice i actually haven't went further than europe and north america which is really interesting considering okay. that my a lot of my family comes from eastern europe and especially a little bit in russia so I haven't actually been to Russia, but that's mostly just because I'm, I can't being a trans person. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like half Russian. My um, ethnicity is actually very complicated. So okay. people hate me for doing this, but this is literally the only way to explain my ethnicity. It's literally in quarters. Like, All right. I know people hate it when they're like, oh, I'm a quarter this, I'm a quarter that, but I'm literally a quarter. Like, no, my, go for it. My family in the past, it's a lot of like relocation and stuff. So quarter English, boring. Nobody likes England anymore. Quarter Irish, that's pretty cool. Quarter Russian, which is quite cool. And then also quarter Polish. So got a little mix of everything in me. So what's your dad's ethnicity? My dad was born in Belarus, which if you don't know, is a small European country north of Ukraine. However, his parents weren't born there. They were born in both Russia and Poland. Okay. All right. And then my mum's side is mostly English, but there's a lot of Irish contingency in there as well. Oh no, the rest of me is British, but I'm an eighth Polish. I'm so That's great. Right <laughs> we could be sisters. No, I wasn't expecting you to say a quarter Polish. I thought I made a big like deal about that because I got a DNA test just because I literally didn't know where... My, even my family didn't know where they were from just because there was a lot of loss of records due to the war and stuff. So yeah. A, yeah. a DNA test was the only way to find out. And my dad was literally unaware that he was half Polish. He thought he was completely Russian. Oh, wow. Okay. Is this like a recent, like... It was this year, yeah. Okay, cool. But I'm actually trying to get a Polish passport now just because, A, I can, which is really cool because <laughs> I want an EU passport so bad. Yeah. And B, that would be so useful. Because do you know that next year you're going to have to pay to go to the EU? I thought you already had to pay anyway, like, to get there. No, as in you have to pay a border fee next year. Oh, like an added cost? Yeah, like at the border you have to pay like 17 euros or something. I forget how much it is. That's so ridiculous. Hashtag thanks Brexit. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your early travel travels? Okay, so my ethnicity is not as interesting as yours. Obviously, an eighth Polish. I have heard a lot of interesting stories about my Polish background and my Polish family. But yeah, it's not obviously, I'm only an eighth Polish, so it's not really that. Wow. Mm. But I have lived overseas when my mum was pregnant with me. My mum and dad were living in the Turks and Caicos which is the Caribbean but she wasn't allowed to give birth to me in the Caribbean because there wasn't enough like doctors that were well trained enough so mm -hmm. she flew back to England to have me then as soon as she was able to we flew 
back to Turks and Caicos and I lived there for, I think it was a year. And then my dad got another job. So we were expats. My dad was a construction worker or a construction manager, something in construction. And he was being requested to build buildings all over the world, basically. So then we moved to India for, that was like the most I remember of living abroad was in India. We lived there for five or six years. We lived in two different houses in Chennai. So it was the south of India. Nice. Yeah. And then after that, my dad moved to Laos because he was getting another job there. And whilst he was transitioning into that job, my mum, my brother and I moved to Thailand in Bangkok. That was only for about three months, but I also remember that quite well. Because as I was getting older, obviously, I remember more about the different places. I remember zero about Turks and Caicos, which is really annoying because that's probably the like most luxurious place mm. I've lived. But yeah, we lived in Bangkok for three months before we moved to Laos with my dad. And then we lived there for about a year, just under a year. And then we moved back to England. So whilst I was living abroad, we didn't really have many holidays around because... We because were yeah, you were living abroad. I think that's an experience in of itself. Exactly. So we did actually have a holiday in Koh Samui, which is an island off of Thailand. I think that was for two weeks. That was around the time of my mum's birthday, so October time. But I do remember that one quite well, actually, because we went on two different trips. My mum, we stayed in Koh Samui. We had a villa there on the beach. And I remember specifically these two different boat trips we went on because my mum wanted to take us on this cool pirate boat that was like massive. And obviously that was interesting for Oscar and stuff. She wanted to take us on that. And then my dad, obviously, because they're so fucking different, he wanted to take us on a yacht. So we did both. Oh my God, a yacht. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I literally lived an entirely different life when I was out there. But yeah, then after we moved back to England, we went on, we didn't go on yearly holidays, but when we could afford to, we went to Cyprus one year, all those like kind of places we went to. Uh, Zakynthos one year that was nice too but yeah I think my dad took me to Paris once as well I've been a few places I visited New Zealand because my aunt lives out there I visited Australia as well oh, New Zealand that's lovely yeah where else have I been it's a fun question actually what's the longest flight you've been on probably from New Zealand to England obviously you stop off like direct though that's more fun I don't know <laughs> do you i have not been on a long haul flight for oh, a really not long in time. time no for a really long time i think my longest flight was in 2019 i flew direct to san francisco from london heathrow it was like 14 hours direct which is pretty rough yeah. to do on a plane i was gonna say 14 hours is probably the longest because you stop off that's like in... physically the longest possible yeah i can't remember where you stop always oh that's really annoying anyway I have a friend of mine who actually moved from London to New Zealand. So she had to get like a shipping crate to put like all of her furniture yeah. and like worldly possessions in and have it shipped to New Zealand, which takes months on a boat. Obviously. And obviously, if you're like moving there, you have to go back and forth on a plane. And like, that's going to be so expensive. And you have to lay over it like at Singapore. Like it is Singapore, that's fun. it, that's it. Singapore was the one I was thinking of. Oh yeah, I've been to Hong Kong. Um, oh, Hong Kong's awesome. Yeah, Germany. You've lived I've been a to... life, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've been to most European countries. I literally don't, every time I try and talk about this, I just get so self-conscious that I sound like I'm boasting because it sucks. But I also just enjoy talking about the experiences I've had. Should, should we do our, let's do our European list. So I've been to no! Portugal, Spain, Ireland, France, Belgium, Netherlands, Germany, Greece. I think that's as far south as I go. I really want to go to Italy, but I've been to Spain, oh. Greece, Germany, <gasps> Berlin. Not Berlin. Do you want to know something? Germany. You can fly if you know what to do. You can actually fly to Venice for twenty euros now. All right, I've literally seen this everywhere. But if you send me the link to the flight that costs twenty pounds, I will buy a ticket. Guys, <laughs> scanner. I'll, I'll I will literally show you after this. It's so easy. My my brother, older brother went to venice for the weekend last week and holy crap looked beautiful so jealous but then you gotta pay for accommodation and all that shit i think you just stayed in like an eight pound hostel to be fair fair I enough mean, just like backpacker life yeah 
I think backpacking is something which I really want to do, which is actually what I'm planning to do this summer, actually. I'm going out to the Netherlands and then Norway with literally just a bag. That's cool. Are you going with your family? Nuh-uh. I know. I'm surprised they let me too. <laughs> you going by yourself? I'm going to Netherlands with my dad just partially because he wanted to come to the Netherlands, but then I'm going to Norway alone. Oh, shit. I did not know that. That's right, baby. I th- oh I'm so God. excited. That's so cool. Yeah. In my, I've always wanted to go backpacking literally since I've realized backpacking Ooh, yeah. was a thing. Just because ever since I've moved back here, the longing to go back to all those places I used to live, it's just, it's something like indescribable. Like I feel like two places in the world are my home. And that's just, it's such a strange feeling. But I think backpacking, it's, good and bad i think backpacking is definitely more prevalent in southeast asian countries there are backpackers in europe all the time there it's are like backpackers the in europe thing. but backpacking in asia is bangkok and cambodia and all that kind of shit i would say it's as common in europe just purely because traveling europe is fucking cheap yeah but i don't know i feel like there's definitely pros and cons i have a li- i have a list I'm going to go through my list of pros and cons of traveling backpacking with you. Go on. But I feel, okay, so I feel like backpacking culture, there's, you, you gain a lot of independence because obviously you are traveling on your own, right? Backpacking is you have your backpack and you're traveling alone. You're obviously going to gain independence. Definitely. And obviously you're learning a lot about these different countries. You're given that opportunity to do what you want to do. You wake up in the morning thinking, what do I want to do today? Where do I want to go and visit? What do I want to go and learn about? And just being immersed in the different cultures is, I just find that so interesting. But I don't really know much about European backpacking. Like I did not really think of that so much. Because I, if you, it's quite a common thing to go city to city in Europe. Do you know what Interrail is? Oh, it rings a bell. So Interrail is where you can pay one fee and you can go on all of Europe's rail network for free, like unlimited. How much so, is that fee? I do not remember, but I think it's, it depends how long you want it for. You can go Interrail like for a month for like 100 euros or something, or you can go okay. just for a week for like less, obviously. Yeah. But what's cool about it is you could get like an Interrail pass for a month and then just go to any city you want without paying anything extra. You could then go and stay in a hostel, go like city hopping. Like it is the sort of thing which you can only do in Europe because of that interrail. Yeah. I've been to some European countries and to be honest, like obviously there is a difference in culture to here. Like everywhere is so different, but I feel like European countries are also really similar to England, like just climate wise for one. Like when I've visited Paris or Cologne or the Netherlands. Paris is a fucking shithole. No offense if we've got French listeners. Paris is a fucking tourist trap. Yeah, but that's the same with Bangkok and Cambodia. Like these places that people used to travel to once for to visit this different culture because it is, I cannot describe to you how much it is an entirely different world to anything you've ever seen. Like the way people live is so different and the culture is so different. It is just so interesting to witness and almost be a part of for a while but these places that backpackers go now like Bangkok and Cambodia have just become tourist traps because Mm -hmm. these countries now just these second world countries are now making their living off of putting across what white what they think these white travelers will want to see so you're not really getting that kind of experience that maybe it used to be but because people will go there and try and get the cheapest stuff they'll try and get the cheapest trip and i think that's one of the cons i definitely feel like there's a dampening of culture as soon as somewhere becomes a tourist capital yeah like even like i've lived in and around london for effectively effectively my whole life and you'll see that as london becomes more and more of a tourist destination There are so many things which you just think, is this actually necessary? Like, I do not need 20 souvenir shops and 30 American candy shops on one street. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. And And it is sad to see that. It's sad to see areas that you live in, like, turning into basically places for tourists. Yeah. 
And that's not what tourists want to see either. Tourists want to see the genuine, real place that wherever they're going to visit is they want to see that rather than whatever this kind of show that people put on to impress the tourists. I hate that. That is why my family is always believed in what I call traveling like a local. As in, don't go on tourist buses or go to the tourist traps. Try to do what the locals do. So take public transport, go to places which maybe not all the tourists are going to. Traveling yeah. like a local is both better for the environment, better for your pocket, and also just better for culture in general. Yeah, I agree. I also think the cons of backpacking, right? So my mum and dad and my uncle who I'm very close to all went backpacking around Asia they went like all over Asia uh, literally with a backpack that's it and they went for months my cousin went recently just before the pandemic you go out for months you don't really know exactly where you're going to go roughly where you want to go you get there you literally you plan everything that day so you don't really know where you're going to stay I love that, that night and I can I understand that. how that's appealing but for me personally I think that would cause so much anxiety like the lack mm. of knowing where you're literally going to stay that night would make everything unenjoyable really on the contrary yeah. I feel like that sort of experience is so fun I recently for our GCSE Lang 2 I spoke about how for me the unknown is part of the experience. If you're not fearful of the unknown, it ruins the experience a bit for me. If you've got everything meticulously planned, there's no room for anything to go wrong. But like failures are like part of life, so it, it adds to the experience, in my opinion. And I can definitely see the appeal of that. But I just think that unpredictability... I, to be honest, I have based all my opinions on travel and backpacking on these parts of Asia that I used to live in. So that's my mindset. But I think with countries that are a little bit more sheltered from the negative aspects of society, where are you traveling? Me? Yeah. What, this summer? Yeah. Netherlands, then Norway. Yeah. So I feel like they're like, whilst things can go wrong, it's you're not too far away from help. Whereas if something goes wrong when you're all the way in the middle of fucking India and you don't know anyone everything is so different you can experience culture shock and you get thrown off and you're literally in the middle of the world so far away from home and and that can just completely you could die like <laughs> shit happens but risk is fun obviously this is my personal opinion if you find oh. risk awful then that's that's obviously your thing I would still do it just because I want to go back to those countries so badly do you, remember when I, do you remember when I tried to get you to go to Reading for the whole weekend, quote, just for the lols? Yeah. And then I talked sense into you. That just is not going to I was like, Freya, it'll be fun. Even if we get stabbed or drugged, it'll still be fun. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can see our differences, listener. I think I just would need it to be very planned out and I would need to roughly know where I was going. But also because I have, I know people who live, we, like my family know people who still live around India and all those countries so I have more of an advantage compared to people who just don't know like what they're going to be doing that I just can't comprehend that kind of and I just wouldn't have fun like that aspect for me would just make me really anxious yeah just I see that the unpredictability of it the Definitely. unfamiliar area and the culture shock I think culture shock is something that's not talked about I don't really understand what you mean by that so I have touched on how different countries in Asia are compared to where we live now I remember distinctly like this may sound like just a dumb detail that I noticed when I was younger but when I was living in India I just remember coming back to England and everything being so clear like being able to see everything so clearly like looking out the car window and literally seeing the lines on the leaves when you stop in a traffic jam in a traffic jam in India for one, where I lived in India, there was dust everywhere. It was dry. It was so dry. And when we'd get in a traffic jam, there would genuinely be people knocking on our windows begging for money. Oh, I've seen those videos on too. And I just remember being like that they would beg, obviously, 
my parents' window and stuff in the front seat, but they would come back to the back seat. And if you had your window down, like if you got stopped in a traffic jam, you had to roll your windows up because if you had your window down, they would have their hands through your windows trying to get anything off of you. And most of the time they would be trying to get money for people who were exploiting them. So there would be Mm. people that would basically just take the money off of them as soon as they got money just yeah. in exchange for the bare fucking minimum you kind of you oh, yeah. want to give them money but you can't so you'd end up giving them water or food and they'd be pissed off with that because they need money because they need to give it to these other people it's just a really difficult situation i know i, I think modern slavery is something which kind of gets overlooked especially Definitely. in touristy areas i don't think some people realize how bad modern slavery still is yeah, and you also don't realise that maybe if you're thinking, I really want to travel somewhere completely different, you go to India, it is so fucking different. You have no, it is like anything you knew before about social structures or society or how you treated these people or how you didn't treat these people, you have to completely start from fresh when you go to places like this, like the culture and the surroundings and everything is just so different and what is normal and what isn't is completely different like we would go into the streets sometimes and these women like if we went to these markets and stuff to get vegetables and things mum would sometimes take me and oscar these women would come up to us and start talking about how cute oscar and i were they would start pinching our cheeks and mum would have to pull us away and stuff but that's literally because we were white and they hadn't seen white people before and white people were basically fucking worshipped in this area that I lived in and I just think that's so it's just crazy that something so normal is seen as so different yeah I know and structures like this still exist and that no one is talking about it or they existed when I lived in India it like I just had not all this kind of stuff was normal for me but I'm fortunate to be in the position to see these things happening so the knowledge of it to share it with other people whereas people some people go their whole lives and not realize these things like these things happen and this exists in society still because they're so clouded by our society in like modern britain today like it's so entirely different and i just think the culture that is what culture shock is. It's going there and experiencing these things. It just is so not the norm that you're used to. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting question then. Do you have any like ideas of where you want to travel in the future? Obviously, I want to go back. So <laughs> fucking bad. Really? There's... That bad? Oh, yeah. But like the more I think about it, like the more I just, it's a... it sounds cringe, but it's genuinely like a longing in my heart to go back there. Not necessarily to Laos so much. Like that is one I remember a lot, but because my dad still lives out there, I've, I see it quite a lot. I want to go back to India and I want to see the people who used to work for us, our maid who I was so close to and our driver who I was really close to. I would love to see them again. And I would just love to go back there. Like all of those places I used to live. I also want to go to New Zealand again and visit my aunt. That would be sick. But Aside from all that kind of like memory stuff, I would really like to go to anywhere in Japan, anywhere in Malaysia. Oh my God, Japan would be so cool. And I think the thing with me in Japan is a lot of people go, oh, you want to go to Japan? You're such a weeb anime lover. Oh my God. No, (laughs) it's not that. It's not that, bestie. Japan is like one of those places which has just got a completely different culture to anywhere you've seen before. Yeah, for sure. I... To be honest, I know it completely contradicts everything that I've already said not to go to the tourist places and to go rural and tourist places, yeah. Go rural and visit the places where you'll actually be able to immerse yourself in the culture. I want to go to Tokyo. Tokyo is amazing though, isn't it? Like one of the most popular city in the whole world. I think it would just be breathtaking. Beautiful. So interesting. I'd also like to visit one of my friends who lives in Oklahoma and I would love to go to anywhere in northern Italy or France, like 
I would love to stay in like a chateau, like a like a castle or a big like Jesus manor house. Christ, Freya. Where are you going to find the money for this? We're talking about dreams, all right? This is where I want to travel. In the middle of the Italian countryside, I would love that. Where else do I want to go? I I hear a lot of people wanting to go to Australia, but I feel my mum, my dad and my uncle and my mum's friend all went on a road trip literally around the whole of Australia and it was a car trip and they have so many stories. I've heard, I've heard everything. To be honest, I'm not loving Australia. Like I do not love the spiders. I do not love the near-death experiences. I do not love the heat, even though India is um, not loving Australia. What about you? So I really would quite like to go to New Zealand not so much Australia actually because I feel like I don't know what it is but New Zealand definitely attracts me a lot more especially with all like the natural views and that sort of thing like I'm a big sucker for like beautiful views that's one of my favorite things and especially nature like I feel like visiting foreign nature can sometimes be sorry more interesting than visiting like cityscapes Although I still really do love a cool cityscape as well. Yeah. I really want to go to Canada. I don't yeah, know specifically I would like to go what, to Canada. I don't know what state, but I think that would be a really cool country to visit. Just because, I don't know, there's, there's something quite magnetic about it that I'd quite like to experience. Also, I swear they have the Northern Lights in parts of Northern Canada as well. That's definitely something which I'd like to check out. I want to go to Iceland because, again, the nature there is so much different to pretty much anywhere I've ever been or that is on this planet. Like all those hot springs and stuff, like they look absolutely amazing. Yeah. Norway was on my list, but I'm actually going there this year. So that's really cool. Japan, of course, similar to you, I want to check it out just for the cityscapes. Alternatively, I feel like it's a culture which is so different to anywhere I've been before that I think it would be really cool to go to. Yeah, this is quite an interesting one. My dad living in Belarus has had a lot of family holidays to Ukraine as a child. And he actually wanted to take us out to Ukraine this year for a holiday. And then the war happened. So I definitely think that hopefully in the future, we can revisit Ukraine. That would be really cool. Yeah. Oh my God. I think that's the top of my list though for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I also, after you've said all that, I've had a minute to think of the other place I want to go. I would love to, obviously Japan. I'd love to see the like cherry blossom trees. I know oh, that's a big thing. Yeah. My mum really wants to see that as well. My, my mum also really wants to go see Canada. So cute little trips with my mum to those places. I would love to go to Nepal. I think that would be really nice. I'd love to go to Peru as well. That's really interesting to me. And Forks in Washington, like as annoying as it is. I just want to go and see for the Twilight reasons, just because Twilight has been a part of my life. So long. Mm. And I just want to go see Forks. I just think it's such a beautiful place. Oh my God. And how could I literally fuck? I want to go to New York. How the fuck could I like literally? Oh I literally, my God. I kind of like, okay. Live. You want to live in New York? Are you yes, serious? That is the dream place I want to live. That's like, I, as a coping mechanism, look up places for rent in New York, just so I remember what I'm doing it all for. New York? Yeah. New, are you serious? New York? Deadly serious. Good fucking luck, Fred. Jesus Christ. Fuck off. It's my but, dream. Okay. Just let me live it's, it. My problem with New York is it's so romanticised. I know. But it's then, like, it, yeah, it's like American Paris. But then when you get there, it's literally a shithole. Like any other city, though. Something no, I, pulls I, I me disagree. Something pulls me to it. That's fair enough. I feel like it's like it, when you think of the big city, New York is the big city. So if yeah. that's the vibe you're going for, then 100% go New York. Yeah. Although I personally, when it comes to living places, America is not somewhere I feel like I'd be comfortable with living. I, I just don't agree with any of their that. views. Yeah, I understand. And I, I definitely don't want to become American by citizenship either. I feel like yeah. it's one of the worst places to live. Obviously, we've talked about where you want to travel, but where do you want to actually live? I feel like I've got two plans ready to go. I think short term, I want to probably live in central-ish London for the next five to ten years so I can wrap up the uni and also continue with my company ventures. But then yeah. 
after that, I just, I feel like I'm, at least right now, I'm the sort of person that can't settle. Like, I wouldn't be able to sign that paper buying a house or get something like a 20-year lease. That is not something which I feel like I could personally be bound to just because I like moving around and I like discovering. But I think countries which I personally feel like would be a really interesting move, like for semi-long term, so five or ten years. Any of the Nordics, so Norway, Sweden, Finland, I think would, oh, and Denmark, would be super interesting. Okay. And then I think I would probably live in Canada, like, a short time as well. I think that's somewhere which I would be really interested in. I actually also like the idea of Ireland for a bit. It's hard to say that without an accent. Ireland for a bit. Okay. I think, so that's, and also I liked Netherlands. That's one of my, my favorite places as well. But. I don't think I have an idea in my head of like where I would permanently live. But honestly, if things are like continuing to go positively for this country, I don't think I would mind settling down in London. So what pulls you with the Nordic countries? Because to be like, to be brutally honest, I've never really... You don't see the appeal? Absolutely not. So I've got several points. All A, right. it's cold. As I like cold, I don't like hot. Okay. If I had cool. to pick a side, it's going to be cold, Interesting. not hot. But that's also because of my dress style. That's not important. The languages, I love, like I'm currently learning Norwegian. I just, I love the language. That's so it, interesting. It's like a, um, it's actually one of the first languages I've learned, which has actually made me motivated to go like hours a day learning and hours a day revising vocab for it even though i'm not doing it in any school capacity it's a completely personal capacity i have such a drive to learn that language and i literally currently love it because it's such a fun mix of both german and english which i both already know so it's like already coming naturally to me and it's just it makes me feel really happy that it's coming like that oh my gosh okay also the nordic countries have like such beautiful countryside not so much cityscape but the countryside is crazy there's have you heard of cabin culture i feel like i could make an educated guess on what that is about but go ahead and so, explain cabin culture is that it's quite common in norway to have a second home also known as a cabin where it's basically a, like a holiday home and often people have them in like mountains or in like rural areas or coastal areas, like away from the city that they can drive to or take uh, public transport to. Yeah. And okay. I love that idea of having a second like little getaway where no one can reach you. And it's just like really open space, really beautiful away from the city, but also still having that city life on the flip side. Like it kind of just sounds like my dream. I love that for you. Also, one final thing house prices in the nordics right now so much better than it is in europe and america like you can get houses for 80 to 150,000 which is so much cheaper than what it is right here yeah that's a good point and obviously if i'm yeah go on to be honest i never really think about expenses like i never really think about anything logistic i just think about what place has that pull on me and that's where I want to live. Do you get me? So is what about New York kind of gives you that pull to you? I know New York is basic. Okay, I'm not. Okay. Okay, no, okay, okay. Let me give you the benefit of the doubt with this. <laughs> I don't think New York is basic. I think that it's an amazing city full of different cultures and probably one of the coolest cities in the world. I'll give you that. Yeah. I feel like a part of me wishes I had grown up in New York. And I think... Those wishes will only be fulfilled once I either visit there for a long period of time or I live there. I don't know what it is about the city in general that pulls me so much because it's the same with London. Like with London and New York, I feel this same kind of want to be there. Like I remember when, whenever I I'd come, yeah, it's just, I feel like maybe the I just vibes. Like, there is I see, something like, about it. There is a pull that the city has on... Like when I'm taking the train in and I see like a cute yeah. apartment, I'm like, oh my God, give it to me now. 
yeah or like you know it's like getting the train and just going past all the different places and you're getting closer <gasps> oh, and closer so cute. and you can like see all the big buildings start to appear like yeah oh my it's gosh so it's so exciting it's so it make, exciting it gives, it gives me that like feeling inside me and this feels like home definitely it's just yeah something about the city is really attractive and do you know my my older brother's actually going to new york this fall i'm so jealous i have a friend who's going to new york for two weeks in the summer literally from the 30th of june my brother's going quite a long time though because i think did i tell you why no my brother's girlfriend's from new york she's a international student currently studying in london good for her good for fucking her wish i was her i wish i was her so she she lives in somewhere in New York. I don't remember specifically anymore. But my brother's going to be visiting there and like checking out the family home, living there for a little bit. And genuinely, it sounds so cool. Yeah, I think just because we live in the countryside. Obviously, you live nearby the sea. I live literally yeah. in the middle of fucking. I live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, the thing is for me, I feel a lot more connected to London just because. I can take a train in now if I wanted to. I have that access. It's something so different to where we live now. Like it's that kind of massive other extreme. You've got the extreme of just living in the middle of nowhere and then the extreme of being like buildings and people everywhere. It's just intriguing, I think. I also think that because I've lived this life of never really settling down and moving about and that's had a lot of effects on how... I feel about where I want to live and how many places I want to live. I don't, I think I would agree with you. I don't think I could settle down fully. Ideally, I wouldn't. I probably will because it's easier that way. If you get a good job, Mm. you're not going to want to just get up and leave that job to move somewhere else. But that's, that's why I know this sounds like funny coming from me, but that's why I love running my company. Because it gives me that flexibility to work when I want, on what I want, like at literally any time, anywhere. That's yeah. the sort of flexibility that I can literally tra- travel the world with. All I need is my Mac and an internet connection. Yeah. But I also know that to live somewhere that you truly fall in love with has people there that you're truly in love with and friends there. And once you settle down somewhere, I think that your love for that place will be greater than like the love for moving around but I think that comes with age I also, as well I, yeah that's what I was gonna say I feel like when we are getting into mid-adulthood so like 30s maybe we'll probably realize that will wear off and we'll actually want to live somewhere permanently yeah I think but also do you know what I think a big driving factor is sorry I think if we get partners in the future that yeah. will definitely encourage us to settle down somewhere yeah I agree. I think if we meet someone in a city that we love, then the chances of us just living there is quite high. Yeah, I know it's unrealistic to for me to live in India, but the love I have for that place means that I always want to travel back. And I think it's just finding somewhere that you genuinely fall in love with. I haven't found that place yet. London kind of gives me it a little bit, but I haven't found it where I'm like actually adoring the city. Yeah. Yeah, moving around and stuff. I had, obviously, I moved to loads of different schools all the time. And all the schools that I was in were international schools. So the students there were also expats like me. And they were from literally all over the world. You'd have like German students in with students from Japan, literally just people from all over the world. And they would come and go because obviously their families are coming and going, moving different places, exactly like my family. So you don't really have a strong core or like a strong group of people that you can be friends with because you never really know what you're doing next. And the people you build a strong friendship with suddenly might move away. And that kind of sucks. Because obviously you have lived in so many places, I'm guessing you don't really feel as much attachment to this country as I do. Not at all. Yeah, I feel like... I wouldn't call myself patriotic, but I'd say that this country is convenient for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if my home's the right word, but I feel like if I were like fighting for or against a country, I would fight for this one in an argument. Yeah. Interesting. 
I don't know. Like I it, there's something about it. There, I hate the government and I hate the culture for the most part. But the country itself and a lot of the people that are here and the way things kind of work, I appreciate it and it's really helped me. I because I know that if I were living in a different place, my life would probably be different. For example, if I were born in Belarus, which could have actually been really likely. I wouldn't be transgender. Like I probably would have just been killed. So that's, that's why I have that's why I have some appreciation for this country. Yeah. Because you're not killed for being who you are. <laughs> I know that some areas of the UK are worse than others, but this area that I live in and this near Londonish, it's good. Like the queer culture is actually decent. Yeah, we're very lucky. And I can I definitely notice that. And I definitely see that and I take it in every day. And I definitely think if I moved away, I would miss it here and I would miss the feeling of living here and being here. But because all those other places around the world still feel like my home, it's maybe I could never really feel like one place is fulfilling enough mm. my home. Yeah, maybe you'll never settle. I don't know. I wish. I, I hope I do because... Mm. I think, I hope... okay, this is a pipe dream. I don't know if it's a pipe dream, but it's <laughs> something I, th I thought about. If I, like, happen to have a lot of money in the future, I think I would just have three homes so I can just hop between. A hundred percent. I would have one in London, one in New York City, one in Norway. Like, I could have a little network and then I could go, oh, okay, I'm bored now, going to New York. Oh, I'm bored now, going to back to London. But that's yeah. obviously if I, for some reason, become mega rich, which kind of hoping for i'm moving there i'm gonna do what i can i have i think i have a feeling that i'm in control of my world and if i want that to happen i just need to play make the right it. games and make it like, happen do the right things i need to make it happen for myself so i think it's completely impossibility hopefully yeah for sure i have no idea what i'm doing yet but i know i'm gonna be rich and i know i'm gonna live a happy fulfilling life do you want should we like do a little game because i have a feeling of what will happen to you in a good way okay i think you're gonna like and i know you're gonna kill me for this all right go ahead i feel like you're gonna end up releasing something that goes like famous or viral like a famous book do you know how many people have said this or to a me, famous right? podcast quaff nudge and you end up making like millions of dollars and I feel like that's like the sort of thing which would happen to you. So many I feel like you've got a lot of potential as an author just because of how outspoken you are and how put your ideas are. Oh my God, I love that. Thank you. That's to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. That's probably my dream, like to be an author. I feel like you you could journalist. you could fucking like bang it. I think that would bang work it. out quite. I could fucking bang it. No, I mean it figuratively in that <laughs> you Freya, you have a lot of potential. I think you could actually do that. Thank you. That's so nice. If you need a publishing company, go off. I would just, I'd love that. I'd love to be able to write a book and for people to fucking read it. That would be sick. But I also don't know if I'm committed that much to be able to write a whole book. But I enjoy other forms of literature as well, like poetry. And I could always write short books. Can't make money though. Yes, you like... can. I bet Rupee Kaur is absolutely minted. I feel like to be like millionaire you have to be like jk rowling level in that you can like i hate her obviously transphobic bitch but you have to be at that level where you can license your like book for like movies and mm. shows and like that's how you actually enter the next level yeah and then i think i'm shit what, what are your thoughts about me i've said nice things about you so you say some nice things about me okay here's what i envisage envisage you doing okay I'm I'm gonna stop yes. saying gonna stop saying that word because I cannot say it. I imagined you literally just taking off like media and tech wise. Your skill, like technically with tech, is like fucking mental for our age. And I think because that's so prevalent in today's modern technical society, you are just gonna fuck off. You're just gonna fuck off and you're both gonna be rich. Just because I you're kind of like anything. I have a bit of a hilarious... Oh no, I'm not going to say this. This is so stupid. Say I, it I right had a, now. I had a stupid dream where like I was on the front cover of Vogue and one of our old childhood friends saw it and called me. Oh, I think about that all the time. <laughs> We're like literally the same person when it comes to our core. 
Yeah, because we're both massively egotistical. I don't think we're egotistical. I don't think we're egotistical. I think we are just, we have a lot of drive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think we both know that, like, we can get what we want if we play the right game. Yeah. Yeah. And we just keep up the motivation. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I'm a really driven person. That's, if I weren't a driven person, I wouldn't be in the position I am today. Literally, like, fucking young CTO of a fucking tech company. Like, that's insane. Exactly. And I think it's just imagining yourself in that successful position and continuing to strive for it and taking the steps towards it, not being afraid to take the step towards it as well. Like even just college, like for example, choosing to go to the college I am now instead of continuing on at the school I am now. Yeah, because like you're deciding to you're deciding to go to a college a bit further away, but it has better options. Better options and better pass rate. And there's this like whole taste today on the sixth of July. I don't know when this episode is coming out. I don't know whether the taste today has happened yet. But I'm, oh, I ain't going. I know you're not because you're going to be in fucking Norway or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I cannot describe to you how much of a nightmare this taste today sounds in just my personal. My I would just Cause... prefer not to do it. I would prefer not to do it. I do Don't not want to do get to know activities for the whole day. But I know that if I get up early that morning and I get the bus to this school and I do this taste today, I'm going to feel so much better for myself. And I know that by the time it comes to the day that I actually go into the school, I will recognize the people there. I will know how to get the bus. And I know that's a step towards a better anxiety-less future. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, that, that kind of wraps up what we wanted to talk about today. For sure. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that this was a really nice chat about our future really chill and i feel like maybe this was just nice to listen to if you've been like doing the dishes or something hopefully this was giving you your drive to do that yeah now you feel us a little bit better i think that's important when you're listening to people talk about random stuff it's good to know whether what their background is and know about them because that makes them way more interesting to listen to and remember five stars spotify apple we're everywhere turn Um, your notifications on Turn the notifications for the podcast, follow it, do all of the nice stuff. I promise it will be good if you do. Share it around. Share it around. If you feel like someone might be interested in this, share it around. It's the best way for us to grow. And that's what we want. Yeah. Thank you so much. So I hope you guys have a nice weekend, seeing this is coming out on the Friday as usual. Bye-bye.